Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 6, you will hear stories from our seventh collection, Twists and Turns. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. The Befuddled Entrepreneur by Valerie Macon It was that restless yearning for rite of passage, a driver's license, and the need for cash to fund his dream car, a red Camaro, that caused my son Jeremy, just turned 15, to rethink, reorganize, and revitalize his dormant business venture, Jeremy's Pet Plant and Premise Care Service. To him, the timing seemed just right, the holiday season, people leaving town. He would lovingly care for their dogs and cats, water their plants, and even cut their lawns if needed. He was swift and sure in his resolve, as he usually was when he had a mind to do something. He designed an eye-catching flyer promising pet owners peace of mind when they leave town knowing that their pets, plants, and premises would be left in his competent hands. He developed an impressive data-gathering form and designed an eye-catching shirt with his business logo, a contented canine wearing a blissful smile. As I watched him take off on his bike to stuff 200 flyers in neighborhood mailboxes, I was impressed by his dedication to purpose. The results were immediate. Even before he delivered his last brochure, the phone rang. It was a Mr. Jones asking questions, wanting his service. Soon, arrangements were made to watch his two Shetland Collies, Shep and Lulu, while he and Mrs. Jones left town for the week. I drove Jeremy to Mrs. Jones' house and waited as she filled out his comprehensive data form. Everything seemed in order. When Friday evening arrived, Jeremy put on his neon yellow logo shirt and enlisted Dad to chauffeur him to the Joneses' residence. Confident and professional in his approach, he entered the house of his first customer. Only minutes passed, however, before he appeared back at Dad's car, his brow troubled. I can't find the dog food anywhere, he complained. Moved by Jeremy's anxiety, Dad follows him into the house to help him find the missing chow. Together they make an exhaustive but fruitless search of the kitchen and other possible areas. Jeremy rereads his data sheet outlining detailed feeding instructions left by the fastidious Joneses. But the dog food is simply not where it is supposed to be. Befuddled, Jeremy decides to call them. After two attempts at dialing the long-distance number on his data sheet and twice reaching the wrong number, Dad offers to dial for his rattled son. He picks up the phone to dial the number, and to his astonishment, there is a man on the other end of the line. Who is this? the man questions sharply. Dad states his name. What are you doing in my house? the man barks. Dad attempts to explain, but Mr. Jones, who it turns out has not left town, explains that he is calling to talk to Mrs. Jones, who he warns is due home any minute. 
Now Jeremy and Dad feel like criminals and intruders who will likely terrify the unsuspecting Mrs. Jones. They plan a hasty retreat. But Shep and Lulu have other plans. They want to play hide-and-seek and take off running at reckless speed, darting under furniture, zigzagging in and out of rooms. Frantically, Dad and Jeremy scramble to catch the playful duo to put them back outside where they rightfully belong. But the dogs rip like lightning up the stairs and into forbidden territory, where their pursuers feel increasingly uncomfortable. After a prolonged and harrowing chase, Shep and his sidekick Lulu are at last secured and herded outside. The interlopers, breathless and sweating, lock up and flee the scene. Back at home, Jeremy paces the floor trying to collect his thoughts and assesses the damage. He tells me how he and his dad had been racing around in the Joneses' house, how he made two long-distance phone calls on their phone. He was more worried about this than anything else. All he could do now is call them and try to explain and to apologize. Reaching their message mailbox, he makes two muddled attempts at wording a coherent message of what just happened. Frustrated, he gives up. He says, what else could go wrong today? Just then, the phone rings. It is Mrs. Jones. She is calling to apologize that she had given Jeremy the wrong date. They would not be leaving town until tomorrow night. Jeremy sighs as he collapses onto the couch, exhausted after his first day in business. Jeremy is now a grown man. Apparently undeterred by his shaky beginnings in business, he has become a successful entrepreneur owner of a coffee shop, restaurant, and a food truck. He drives his latest dream car, a Corvette Z51, and he continues to talk about his next business venture. He owns no pets. Copyright 2022, Valerie Macon. Valerie Macon calls Fuquay Verena, North Carolina, home. Her poetry has appeared in Cacalac, Whispers, Vision, and Voice, Red Clay Review, Visions International, Clockhouse Review, Poetry in Plain Sight, as well as numerous anthologies. She has authored five books of poetry, Shelf Life, Sleeping Rough, A String of Black Pearls, The Shape of Today, and Paige Turner. She writes for Suburban Living Magazine. Read more about this writer and background on this story in a special feature of 6-Minute Stories called Author's Talk. Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the seven anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L-Jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next personal story publishing project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.